When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of the show. It is episode 342, and it's October 25th, 2022, and I'm joined once again by my man out in Cedar City, Iowa, Kyle Klingman. Kyle, how are we doing today? How could I not be doing good? We got the All-Star Meet coming up, dude. Yes, yes. It is less than a month away. I'm pumped about that, and uh, pumped about today's guest, and he will be competing in the All-Star Duel. He's ranked number one in the Flow Wrestling Rankings at 157 pounds. Michigan's Will Luan. Will, thanks for joining us today. How you doing? Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm doing great. Yeah, I'm glad, glad to have you here and excited about the All-Star meeting. I do want to talk about that, but I kind of want to go back and just kind of hear your journey through the sport and like, I guess just like how old were you when and how, how did you get introduced to the sport and how old were you? Um... Man, I was probably in like fifth grade when I first started wrestling. And, you know, my parents never wrestled. So it was kind of new to my family when I first began wrestling. And I really started because I would foul out of every basketball game that I played when I was younger. And my mom was like, we need to get you in a new sport that's more physical. Something that, you know, you can use your physicality and... uh and I, I started wrestling because, you know, I played football at the time and that was my favorite sport. But uh, but it I, I, I don't know. I adopted wrestling and really loved it and just pretty much quit every other sport after that. Once I just started wrestling because I just loved it so much. <laughs> you would fall out of every basketball game. That's freaking hilarious. Yeah. Uh, so like fifth grade. You, you wrestled and probably played football and, and I don't know if you did baseball or anything else, but like sixth grade, seventh grade, you were like, you immediately said, dude, I'm all in this. This is a sport for me. Yeah, it took a it took a couple years, um, but, you know, I never really grew that much when I was younger, like I heard that. enough to be like consider football as like a really good big option, you know, so I felt like I had a much better shot at wrestling. Plus, I you know, you know. I picked up fast on it immediately, so I I went with it, you know? Yeah. So, like, when you say you picked up fast, like, what do you remember about your your first practice or your first year or two, like, why you liked it and, and, and how much success were you having? Yeah, I mean, I just liked the fact that I could go in there and beat up on someone. You know, I, I started wrestling with uh, my local club, um in chicago when i first started and then you know i eventually got introduced to izzy but uh izzy martinez who yeah. became my coach throughout high school and and yeah i i mean my first tournament wrestling i pinned everyone i wrestled so i was like damn this is fun um <laughs> and then yeah i just I, I i feel like i found success early even um at the state level you know 
but um yeah sure and so you started in fifth grade um when when did you meet izzy because you know i, I don't know what my experience was you know when i did youth wrestling it was a bunch of dads maybe that had wrestled in the past and they're teaching us double legs and halves and then you meet like a, a specialized guy like izzy who's like he's got a lot of experience how old were you when you met izzy and how much different or, or more specialized was that kind of training yeah so i was like oh man uh probably seventh grade i i met izzy um he was coaching at montini catholic high school and one of my coaches at my local club knew izzy and was like pushing me to go to montini and to go and train with him because he was like friends with izzy and knew that that would be very helpful for my wrestling career and future if i like committed to doing so making a big step to like going to a bigger program like that and really committing but um but yeah so he introduced me his name is tony marty and he wrestled at iowa for a year i think maybe like a senior year and then um and then yeah ever since then i was i went to izzy style and i trained with like izzy and the high school team even when i was in middle school um and yeah it really really changed the game for me going to izzy style and that program from where i was because you know he just kept, brings a sort of intensity that at the time to me was unmatched you know yeah C can you explain maybe that intensity or the differences between you know your youth practices and then you know with montini and izzy and, and and what that was like and what you liked about it yeah i mean izzy just really told you how it is um which was it was new to me but he he really held you accountable even the younger kids that weren't always um like you might not always been willing to uh or wanting to do all the right things you know as a as a younger uh kid just starting wrestling and you really brought the best out of you in terms of like like holding you accountable and making sure you're doing the right things and not slacking off even in school and every aspect of life really so yeah. he became a mentor for me in that aspect did you find more challenges when you when you started working with izzy and montini because if you if you started in fifth grade and you pin everybody in your first tournament it's like okay this guy's he's probably beating up on a lot of guys at practice too now you go to montini are you finding are you finding guys that can push you or start or start to you know beat you yeah absolutely i mean i mean there was obviously not the best competition in the local clubs and when you're going from there to a big bigger program like Izzy style and Montini it's it's going to be different with with a bunch of new like people in the room pushing you and and just you know the, the coaching staffs that have a lot more to offer in terms of technique and experience so yeah I mean I but I would say the the competitiveness in the practice rooms really ramped up once I came to a good program like 
busy style, and it benefited me a lot. Did you recognize right away that was beneficial, or does does it get discouraging when you're kicking everybody's ass and all of a sudden maybe you're somewhere in the middle? Um. Well, yeah, but I also knew my place. Like I knew that what I was getting myself into and that this was uh, obviously a lot higher competition. Like my results were still going up in tournaments and like competitions and stuff. So I didn't see it as a bad thing, but in the room it was like much harder and pushing each other every day. So it was just something that I had to accept that I wasn't going to whoop up on everyone in the practice room now. And it was, but it was going to benefit me, you know, in the long run. Yeah. So you, you, you understood that, which is great. When did you, when did you, I mean, you, you won a cadet world title, right? Which I think is 17 and under. When did you like get your, introduced to that concept that hey there's i know there's the local youth state tournament and there's there's this that and the other but there's like uww and and that whole circuit like was that once you kind of started working with izzy yeah um i ooh, so i started doing freestyle in greco probably in like seventh grade um and then, and that was like when I really just quit all other sports and I just committed to wrestling full time, even all year round in the summer and stuff. So, um, I would say I like I went to all the kids nationals tournaments, so I like knew of freestyle and Greco at that time. But I think I went to cadet the cadet uh, world team trials tournament three times. Um, my first year wrestling in it. I think I wrestled Spencer Lee first round and he tacked me. And that's when I was like, all right, I need to, I need to pick it up. I need to figure this out. <laughs> I can't yeah. come and lose first round at this tournament again. And then I ended up, you know, putting it together. Um, eventually being able to win the world team trials my junior year, I think. Yeah. Uh, like, do you have belief that you could go overseas and and win a title, or were you just kind of like, "I'm go overseas and let's see what happens," and he ended up winning. Um, well, I honestly didn't know what to expect of the tournament, or really, because I had never competed um, in a international tournament like that. It was actually my first one, but uh, I mean, the whole time I thought I was going to win because. I know I had the coaches in my ears telling me like, you're going to win. Like, don't listen to anyone. You got this. And, and, you know, I, like you got to tell yourself, have that self-belief that you're going to win. Even if you don't know what to expect or even if people, the odds are against you, you know, like that's just always been my way of thinking of things, you know, like going into every match thinking that I got this and believing in myself. And I feel like that was, instilled in me from a young age with Izzy and and him helping me with that yeah um where, where was that world championships what country or city that was in uh Athens Greece okay awesome um what do you remember about the finals match either leading up to it the moments before or or the match itself and or like celebrating and winning like I just want to break a world title <laughs> <laughs> 
what do I remember about it? Um, I remember, I remember getting a takedown at the last second, and as I was getting that takedown, I sprained my ankle pretty bad. It was in like the last like five seconds of the match, and I like got up to celebrate, and I was all excited. But then my, I like realized that the adrenaline was wearing off, and my ankle was hurting really bad, and I was like limping around the mat. And uh, <laughs> that's actually why I had to forfeit out of the who's number one that year. Oh no way. Yeah, that's why I wasn't able to wrestle in it because I hurt my ankle in the last five seconds of the world finals match. But um, and I was like limping around after the tournament. I, I, I mean, <laughs> it was it was exciting though being able to do that with representing USA. I wasn't really thinking about my ankle at the time, like after I won. But you know, it's something that hurt me later on. Yeah. So like uh. That's super thrilling, like a, a last-second come-from-behind takedown to win a world title, um, followed immediately by a sprained ankle. What a – I guess, I, I did, yeah, like you said, you, you're happy, you love it, the adrenaline's going, and then at, at some point, though, it's going to wear off, and yeah, it's going to hurt. Yeah. <laughs> um, so on to high school, you, you compete for Montini, and I think you, you want – Four three one two or something like that. You placed in the top four every year, and 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 you won a title, and and you you won a world title. So clearly, this kid this kid's destined for success. And I, I would imagine you you got a lot of letters and or phone calls. What was the recruiting process like for you? Um, did you look at other schools, visit and or consider any other schools before actually you know ultimately deciding on Michigan? Yeah. So. I definitely considered other schools, but one of the top priorities for me when considering schools was academics. Um, I wanted to go to a school that not only stood out with their wrestling, but with their academics. And that's why I looked at schools like Stanford, um, Michigan, uh, North Carolina, like Princeton. And, you know, I really considered those schools, but, Ivy League was not an option for me considering my like I was looking for scholarship honestly and and they could not offer that with all of their um rules regarding yeah. athletic scholarships and you know I I visited those other schools and you know talked to a lot of the coaches and honestly Izzy helped me a lot with it he knows and that's very well connected with a lot of those college coaches that's and cool. he would like they would like go through him a lot of times to like talk about me and get my number and talk to me and stuff about that. So, but yeah, I really only truly considered schools that had reputable academic backgrounds as well. Um, Cause you know, I wanted to be a part of a really good wrestling program, but like there's going to be life after college wrestling for me. And, and I want to have a degree that's going to, you know, give me options for what I want to do in the future. Yeah. All that said, right, considering Stanford and, and UNC and obviously Michigan academic schools with strong wrestling programs, what was it that ultimately was like, yeah, Michigan's the place? Um, I came here and honestly, the facilities impressed me a lot. Um, that was that was a big thing. But uh, the coaching staff, I, I feel like I clicked with immediately. Um, I had known Sean from, he was actually one of the coaches that went overseas with me at Worlds. 
And so I got, I got to build a good relationship with him all over that whole summer, like at the Olympic training center and over in Greece. So that was definitely a key factor. And, you know, it's proven to continue throughout my college. You know, he's been the coach that's helped me the most probably in my wrestling, always doing the individuals with me and helping me when I need it. And when I need to make an adjustment, he'll, you know, sit down with me and talk to me about what I need to fix and what, what I need to work on. So, yeah, I mean, definitely the coaches and just the team culture overall was a good one. I felt like, and yeah, you know, that in it's that in itself was enough for me. Yeah. Great, great place to land. Um, so you could, you come, you red shirt, and then, you know, you're, you're in the lineup as a freshman, pretty, pretty, pretty good season, go to big, big tens. And then like, everybody knows the story, right? Rug gets pulled oh, yeah. out. NCAs are canceled. Like, I, was, I don't even know if it was a week, a week prior. Um, what do you remember about the, the meeting where coach told you guys? And then like. And then, and then what you did later that day or the next weeks or months, you know, everybody's kind of got a unique story of kind of how they went through this and handled it. Yeah. I mean, it was a pretty, pretty, uh, whack time, honestly. Um, we, we, had, we had known something was up cause we were having a team meeting when we were supposed to have practice, like a few days before we were supposed to leave for the NCAA tournament. Yeah. And we were like, we heard about this COVID thing. We were like, what is this? Is is it really going to affect our NCAA tournament? Like, there's no way. And we get a, called in to the locker room. Sean's talking to us, and he's like, guys, I'm sorry. Like, there's nothing I can do here. The NCAAs is going to be canceled, and, and it is what it is. And, you know, like, it, it was very emotional in the locker room. Like, we had fifth years and seniors that it was their last year that We'll never get to compete again. Would have would never have the chance to compete again because they got cut short. And you know, for me, it was like this was going to be my first NCAA tournament. Like I feel like I was being robbed of a year of my eligibility, and and it was just super upsetting. Like the vibes were very low in the locker room. But uh, and then you know, they had the lockdowns, and pretty much right after, everyone just went home for a while, and. You know, we, we would have, like, team Zoom meetings to, like, keep in touch and stuff and make sure everyone's doing the right things. But, like, it was pretty much on your own for a little bit, you know. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, super. I've You know, I've talked to a lot of people about their stories, and you, you hear a very similar sentiment echoed. Coach called us in. What the heck's going on? News drops. Record scratch. Very yeah. heavy heavy kind of feeling. Um, so, you know, we all, and we're locked down. We're all locked down for weeks, months, whatever. Were you at your, at your parents' house back in Illinois? And, and how did you keep yourself moving? Yeah. I mean, I was, uh, I was back in Chicago, back at my childhood home. You know, I honestly hadn't really gotten to spend much time at home ever since I've gotten to college, just because of how busy I've been with school and wrestling. But um, it was nice to be home for a little bit. I will say that, but the training was, it was all right. I got to go to Izzy style. So, and train with Izzy. He, he kept his gym open, of course, <laughs> of course because, he did. 
because <laughs> why not but uh yeah. but so yeah i got i got to still get get some good training in so that was ideal but you know it's just sucked that like it really wasn't a normal college experience at that point you know like i wanted to be there in the summer working with my team um lifting and and going to practice like with the team but uh you know i still got to got to improve myself even in the difficult times yeah i mean this is this is something that all of us older than me and younger than you are going to tell our grandkids back yeah. in 2020 this is how we all helped you know handled this this year or this chunk of time and it was weird but this is what we did like i said everybody's kind of got their own story um okay fast forward into to this past year um successful season man i want to talk about the ncaa's because if i remember correctly you had like a bunch of razor thin wins and it's like th these are these matches that could tip either way and maybe there were two or three right outs or i know there's at least multiple overtime matches talk me through like well first give me give, tell me exactly what, what happened because i don't remember but i know it was something like that and then like just getting in these dicey razor thin situations you just i just remember you like seemed so calm and you found a way to to win most of them yeah, I mean, I uh, I've been in a lot of close matches. I'd say throughout my college wrestling career, and you know, it's something that I'm trying to work on to get past, but and like separate myself a little bit. But um, you know, I'm definitely comfortable in those scenarios, and you know, um, I I I feel like I've just trained myself to be able to be in those situations and know that I can I have to stay calm and and continue to work on the things that I need to do to win the match and not ever like doubt myself or give up cuz yeah like you said it was I think I had three overtime matches and the rest of them were pretty close um but yeah I think I think I won my first one in over that was probably the closest match honestly um it was like tiebreaker i had to escape in like one second i do remember that i was like oh he's screwed you remember yeah yeah and i was like well, how, how did he do that what i think you like hit a hip heist or something honestly i was like i i i never for a second doubted that i wasn't gonna get away even when there was like two or three seconds left on the clock because i was like i don't know i i couldn't imagine myself losing in that situation so i was just kept trying to do the things to win the match, you know, and not worrying about what might happen if I lose. Yeah. So, so yeah, there was that. And then the next round, I think was overtime as well. Um, the Iowa match. Um, and then, yeah, I feel like, I feel like I, I might've waited too long in some of these matches to like, really get going because i know i have it in me to like you know go get these takedowns but sometimes it happened a little later than i wanted it to um wow. which is definitely something i'm continuing to work on even in the practice room today but um but yeah and then then what what was my third match 
and we don't have to go through match by match necessarily, but 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 I, to, to the point you just made that you know sometimes I made it too long to kind of get going, right? Do you think that's a a physical thing where you need to warm up more or earlier or later or or be, physically have a different heart rate or whatever you want to call it coming into the match, or do you think it's more like just like man, I just need to pull the trigger? It's 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 definitely a mental thing. Um, I I've done a lot of work these past couple seasons on my mental part of the game, and you know, like you guys might not see it, but even from where I was at NCAs this past year was um, a lot, like a lot of an improvement for how I've been in the past, and you know, like we've worked with sports psychologists uh, on our team to. Uh, try and work around these mental barriers that some of us might have. And, you know, for me, it's all, it's sometimes it's like doubting myself sometimes that maybe I need to hold back and not fully like release all my attacks that I know I have um, in these tough situations, you know, but, um, but yeah, it's something that we've worked on a lot and that I've worked on that I'm continuing to work on. And, uh, yeah. I think that's interesting because, you know, I feel like this happens at every level. Like Zane Rutherford was here on the show yesterday, and we had a, a long discussion about overcoming mental hurdles, doubt creeping in, and him he's talked about kind of the same things you're talking about. He, he dove real deep into, like, unlocking and, and retraining his brain to think a different way to, to kind of have different perspective and an approach to a match. So I think it's really cool to hear, you know, if, if youth kids are watching this, they're like, oh, Willow, why is it NCAA American? But you're like, hey, I, this is something I deal with. And and college guys might be like, well, Zane, he was, he won three NCAA titles in a hod, two Hodges. And he's still dealing with these things. So I think, I think that's something that, I don't know, maybe never goes away, you know, and it's just that you constantly have to, we know you got to train hard and wrestle hard, be conditioned and, and know how to shoot your shots and everything else. But there's this other side that's equally as important. Right. So I think that's cool to hear that, to hear you talk about it and address it and hear Zane talk about it um, and address it. Yeah. I really think the mental aspect of the game is really something that gets overlooked. And like, if you don't, if you leave it unchecked, then it can really affect your wrestling and if you don't, you know, hone those mental skills and work on them or work on what you need to that, you know, you kind of lack, then, you know, you're not going to be your best self out there wrestling. And, you know, sometimes it's just being honest with yourself and and having that conversation that, yo, like, this is what I need to fix. Like, and, and I mean, that can go a tremendous way it really did for me especially this past year at the ncaa tournament and big tens and just in the entire postseason like just working on just focusing on the mental aspect of my wrestling um was huge yeah i think i think it's paramount you know to success um and i know you got a heart out here in about 10 minutes or so so maybe even less but i want to i want to get to a couple more things obviously uh we mentioned at the top of the show NWCA All-Star Classic, you're right, Bryce Andonian. Um, first of all, do you – it hasn't been around for a few years. So do, do you have much recollection of this event from the past, from the recent past or, or further back? Yeah, I do. Um, I think uh, 
I think Miles wrestled in it the last time they had it. Um, and we watched him, right? Um, uh, I, I do remember the event, and I, and it's really cool that I get to compete in something that has been so big for so many years and is having a big comeback, you know? Um, it's going to be exciting. Yeah. And and to, to Bryce, Antonio, right? He's uh, kind of a wide-open wrestler, you know, has a pretty – Pretty wide open style. He was third last year at 149. Um, what do you know about Bryce Andonian, his style, him as a wrestler? Yeah, I know he's kind of funky. I know he uh, likes to likes the big moves and likes to, you know, throw the kitchen sink at you in, in a sense. Um, and I feel like it's going to really, our style matchups will clash in that aspect. Um, try and I, I personally am going to try and con- wrestle my match and control what I can control, you know, yeah. and take it from there because I know he likes to do all that stuff, <laughs> but um, but I'll be ready. Is this an instance where you'll watch film or you have or a little bit or you let your coaches do that or like going blind? blind you know what i mean yeah for sure i i don't like to go in blind but i also don't like to go in over analyzing you know so we'll we'll probably um just be prepared for certain things that he might do um or just know have a good general idea of the style and way he's going to wrestle me and just be prepared to control the match and wrestle my match you know that's that's usually how i go into big matches like that anyways so not much will change yeah i'm I'm definitely looking forward to it that's taking place right here actually in, in this building so we're, we're definitely pumped to have you down in austin texas and as we roll into the final segment we, we got a couple quick kind of games we like to play and kyle klingman's been sitting over here um very quietly and patiently but he's he's gonna come over here and try to stump you okay kyle. i don't know if it'll be as tough as your major but we'll, <laughs> we'll give you We'll give you five questions. It's called Sweat It Out. Are you ready to play, Will? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. All right. Number one, what former Iowa State basketball player coached the Chicago Bulls? Um, Iowa State basketball player coached the Chicago Bulls. I don't know. <laughs> Fred Hoiberg. I didn't know that one. That's kind of right. <laughs> yeah, I thought he liked the Bulls. So, oh, I'm I, I'm uh, not big into basketball to be honest. All right. Well, the next one's basketball, so you better <laughs> get ready for this. Number oh, two, no. where did where did Scottie Pippen play basketball in college? Oh man. Well, he was on the Bulls. I know that. Um, That's true. I'm gonna say. Duke. Central Arkansas. <laughs> <That's>... All right. <laughs> it's so random. Yeah. All right. We're, we're, going, we're going back to wrestling here. Number three, who did you defeat in the finals of the 2018 Michigan State Open? Oh, that was um, Alec Pantelio. Yep. 10 to 8, sudden victory. You got it. 
I hope you like football because number four is football. Name the two Chicago Bears running backs featured in the movie Brian's Song. What movie? Yeah, what? Brian's. It's called Brian's Song. Where are you what, coming What year is it from? Uh, they made a remake just a, a few years ago, and this one's from the seventies. Seventies, okay. This is yeah. this is um, Ky- this is but Kyle's old. This is back when his Kyle's childhood. Is it Gale Sayers? Um, Gale Sayers is one. He's got it. I mean, I this is good that. work. Um. I mean, the the next one is. I'm not going to get this next one probably, but I, I'm well, have to. His first name's Brian. I, maybe you could surmise that, but his name's Brian Piccolo. We'll give him a half. Yeah, give him half. I'll take half a point there. Half a day. You'll get half. These are some then, tough number, questions. Yeah. I know. I wanted to make it tougher than your major, I guess. And number five, what year, did, <laughs> what year did Kevin Jackson win his first world title? Was it 19... Um, Nineteen eighty two. Eighty eighty four. Nineteen eighty four. Nineteen eighty six? I don't know. I think I'm gonna say maybe even the nineties. Yeah. He won his gold 90? he's won his Olympic gold yeah. <laughs> yeah. He won his Olympic gold medal in ninety two. Ninety two, I knew that. Oh, you're right. What year did he win his first world though? So ninety ninety one? Yep, ninety one, he got it. This, <laughs> Don't back out. You got it. Nice work. Is that all of them? Nice work. Yeah, that's five. <laughs> all right. Two and a half out of five. Um, KJ's going to be mad at me. <laughs> yeah, how old do you think he is? Yeah. I, 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 I'm not that – I don't know. That's okay. Uh, what, one more quick game. We'll, we'll let you hop off here. This one's called wins and whoopins. So we want to think back over the entire span of your career. And everybody's got one win that they – remember for whatever reason and feel good about and one loss that they try to forget um can you think of one win that you know it was just a great win it can be your best or favorite or most memorable or for whatever reason it stands out it can be kids club high school college it can be a world final and you sprained your ankle in the last second and then one but whooping you took that you just like this guy ragdolled me and maybe it was spencer you know you mentioned earlier maybe it's something else uh, but yeah, thinking of one win and one whooping, you can do either one first. Jeez, yeah, winning in the world finals was pretty sweet. Um, I mean, honestly, I have to go with that just because there's nothing like getting to carry the U.S. flag around the mat and getting a gold medal, you know, and being on top of the world, right? Like that's got to be number one for me. Um, even throughout all the college wrestling, like that was just such a cool experience. Um, and then my my a loss would probably be at Ironman. I lost to Sasso. Um like I think it was my senior year. And he handled me. He beat me pretty bad and I was like down on myself after that. I was really upset. Um because I went into the match thinking I had him and I could beat him and then, you know. I had some adjustments to make for sure after that. And I think it was a good thing for me taking a loss like that, especially right, you know, year before going into college. Um, Cause yeah, I haven't had a loss that bad since, since then um, nearly as bad, honestly. Um, 
but yeah, <laughs> that's definitely one that stood out to me. All right, the the world the world title and the the loss to Sasso at at Ironman. Um, cool, Will. We are we're just about out of time. I know you got to get to class, um, so we'll, we'll give you the last word before we let you leave. Though, anything you want to say about anything? Um, don't sleep on Michigan wrestling this year. Uh, that's about all I have to say. Um, you know, we came off a good good season last year and you know we might have lost some guys but uh we got guys filling in shoes for them so don't don't sleep on us all right go blue uh will go thanks blue. so much shirt. Yeah, yeah yeah oh happened to be wearing this today uh no so th thanks so much for joining us man uh have a great day we'll see you down here on november 22nd really looking forward to it yeah absolutely thanks for having me all right thanks man take care have yep bye all right, Kyle, there you go. Will Luan, number one ranked 157-pounder in the land. Good conversation. Guy's a hammer, man. It's going to be fun to watch him this season. Yep, yep, stoked, man. Looking forward to it. We'll keep an eye on Michigan, as he said. And uh, that's going to do it for today's show. So for Kyle Klingman, I'm Mark Bader. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks.